everybody. Welcome to Track Schmack. I'm Rob. I'm Coach. I'm Lozell. And today is August 7th. Looking forward to the doubleheader at Michigan International Speedway and doing a recap from last week, which was the New Hampshire race. <laughs> wow. That was a that was a great race, but before we uh, get into that, I want to do some quick follow up because I watched or watched I listened to the show um, as I tend to. I put it in overcast. Well, the, there's your first mistake. No one should listen to this show, <laughs> right? Um, and in the beginning, you said, "Coach, you're a drunk," <laughs> and I couldn't really respond to that I because mean... do you know how hungover I was <laughs> on that episode last week? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. That's pretty true. So you got um, you got to hydrate gotta hydrate yeah i gotta hydrate and i was listening to the podcast and you you asked something about texas and i immediately started talking about kansas and it was just like understandable i just wanted to clarify that yes i realized i kind of went off topic then the second thing i want to talk about was uh i talked about newman wrecking some guy it was actually he just booted kyle larson at phoenix he didn't wreck him really he just kind of pushed him up to the wall um but same idea um also last week i found i was really confused about the playoff races partially because i was trying to scan the nascar.com website and oh my gosh they put the headings of the playoffs and the headings of the months in the same place same location same font uh so it looks like playoffs round of 12 has one race in october we have two races i don't know what they're for you know and it was just really tough and i'm sure we all hate nascar.com as the new website design i just wanted to uh, add in there that um whoever's designing it they never use their website just like we never listen to our podcast (laughs) They don't, they don't use the website. So that's, uh, that's that. Um, a couple of things about the playoff schedule while I'm at there that I like is there is a wide variety of tracks, kind of like what we were talking about in the original track schmack thing where, um, Mm -hmm. the original run, uh, when they were doing playoffs, it was all like mile and a half and then maybe a flat track here and there, but they've got, uh, Vegas, Talladega, uh, Charlotte motor speedway road course. They got a road course in the playoffs. Um, then Kansas and Texas again. I don't know why. But then they got Martinsville as the second to last. They've got a, not just a short track in there, but right near the end. Important. That's yeah. a very important race. Short track racing is always fun. Uh, so I think that's going to be one of the more fun uh, playoff races there. And then they got the ending on Phoenix, which whatever. At least it's not Homestead. Um, so a lot of things like that. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention after this long monologue is that uh, listening back to the podcast, I talk for way too long without really having an idea of what I'm going to say. So I'm going to shut up now and let you guys take over. This concludes our new segment, Coach Apologizes For. <laughs> hey, wait a second. You didn't hear an apology in there. <laughs> um, yes, their website is is tough, and I can see they're scrambling with their playoffs. I Playoffs in all sports, it's a, it's a wild time. To be a sports fan, I defy anyone to try to explain to me what is going on with hockey playoffs right now. But this is not the uh, Ice Schmack podcast where I talk schmack about the NHL. This is a track schmack podcast where I talk schmack about NASCAR. Mostly Clint Boyer, but we're going to spread <laughs> it around a little bit. Um, <clears throat> New Hampshire, awesome. Flat mm-hmm. track and kind of short wonderful racing especially through the first two segments yeah the top three blaney and uh kislowski and uh whoever else was in there uh, up there up front uh just back and forth for the you know there's one would advance the second and then 
they'd try for the lead and then the other guy would get second and put him back to third and it was just you know within three or four car lengths all top three top four for the basically the whole first two segments and it seemed like you needed not only good driving, but you had uh, tire management mm-hmm. and stuff as well. Because if, even if you saw somebody get out to a two-second lead, um, they would get hunt, hunted back down and passed again. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a person who doesn't like flat tracks, I thought it was a cool race. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. Very competitive. One of the better races. Felt like a very NASCAR-y NASCAR race, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coach, as, as someone who has studied the schedule uh, in, in, in length, as you have over this week, <laughs> do we go back to New Hampshire this year? No, we do not. No, oh, oh well. Wouldn't want to give us too much of a good thing, I suppose. No. All right. So, next on the list of discussion topics is something that they brought up during the broadcast on Sunday, which was Bubba Wallace and how he is one of the what they like to call silly season drivers, right? His contract is up at the end of this year. Will he stay with Richard Petty Motorsports? Will he find a new ride somewhere else? Um, and they revealed that to kind of sweeten the deal, uh, RPM gave him a, was it part ownership of the 43 yeah. car? Is that what they were offering him? Something like that, yeah. Uh, a stake in the ownership of the 43, I think. So... Bubba Wallace, your star is on the rise. You've never been more popular. Um, you've had a few good races, but then you've had a few not good races. Shortly after this offer comes up, your crew chief is suspended and all your points taken away because you're cheating on your ballast in your car. <clears throat> what do you do? Yeah, okay. Well, let's, let's answer the question. Uh, 43 part ownership in a mid-tier team. Or uh, go to an established ride with lots of resources at Hendrick in the 48 car. It depends on if you enjoy racing for racing or if you look at it as a business. And I think Bubba is right now in his I'm still a racer mentality. And I think if I were him, I would go to the 48 team uh, or whatever if it's a big established team. If you uh, if that's an offer on the table. Um, because also the other thing that came up was like, uh, you know, what, where's, is the 43 team going to be around, you know, does it seem like a strong business team or is he going to be kind of the fall guy a little bit if they go fold under? That's my, that's another one of my concerns. It's like for future, future me is thinking, (laughs) you know what, have ownership in a team. Right. Right. And I noticing a trend of drivers retiring earlier and earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, point of information that I don't have that he probably does being on the inside is what is the state of Richard Petty Motorsports? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is it this huge juggernaut of a race team that's been running itself and has amazing management or like when Richard Petty dies, is that team going to crumble? Right? Like look at DEI, mm-hmm. right? It looked like it was going to be great and it was having a bunch of new drivers and stuff. No more Dale Earnhardt. No more DEI. They couldn't figure out, uh, you know, a good ownership situation after that. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they kept going. They kept going pretty strong for uh, a couple of years after Dale Earnhardt. But then when Junior left that team, that's when they just they basically folded within. Which, a, which I mean, speaks yeah. a lot, right? The new right. management wasn't even enough to keep the guy whose name was on the team on the team. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I don't. I that's the information I, I would need, and I think. 
you know, I'll just go ahead and like speculate one way or the other. Once Bubba makes that decision, if he decides to stick with the 43 and he's going to have ownership and he's like, nope, I'm the new face of RPM and we're going to take this team into mm-hmm. the future and get better, better. Like, okay, great. If he's like, eh, I think I'm going to bail and go drive a 95 car or some baloney. It's like, Ugh, Richard Petty Motorsports is in trouble. If offered to him, I don't know how he says no. Um, they're just an established team. And 43, I mean, that team, not just his personal team, but that whole organization, uh, you know, it's they're – like, they're like the Dodge Charger. <laughs> that car is, like, no longer a NASCAR. I mean, it's – you know? Yeah. Yeah, like the STP Dodge is so NASCAR iconic, but yet those things have not lasted. Yeah, so at this point, you know, I think it would be smarter on his point if he really wants to, you know, be, you know, a contending cup driver, that would be that would be my case. You know, to go to a different team and would be to jump, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, if offered to him for sure. And there are things available, you know, like is the Stuart Haas 14 car that Clint Boyer's driving right now a better car than the 43 car, a better team than RPM? Maybe if you look at, I'm saying that Clint Boyer's contract is over at the end of the year and maybe Bubba Wallace goes to the 14 car. Stuart Haas racing is crushing it. Yeah, well, once they clear out the beer cans from the car, I'm sure it'd be a great ride. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think this whole discussion has to go into the silly season topic that you have outlined yeah. here, because uh, that's really what, what you think about Bubba Wallace again um, as a part owner in the 43 team, which this is the old, that's the only car that Petty Motorsports is fielding right now. Remember when they used to have like two or three cars on the track? So they're... I mean, maybe he's the face that's going to revitalize it, bring it back and, and you know, uh, take it into the future, as you were talking about. But right now, the Stuart Haas is looking really strong. Um, and then what about Chip Ganassi? What about the 42, right? Matt Kenseth retired. He's not going to come back to that car next year. Oh, yeah. What amazing irony. Just you couldn't <laughs> write a better, like, <laughs> poetic justice. And then Bubba Wallace taking over the 42 car next year. That would be pretty awesome. I assume uh, that's why they're offering him some ownership in this whole deal. It's got to be like he's got to be being courted by some pretty good teams. And when I look at the list, the good teams I'm seeing are the 42, the 14, the 20 car. Eric Jones, as of today, was announced that he will need to find a new ride in uh, the next year. And then the two, I think Keselowski is going to figure out a way to re-up. With the oh, yeah. Car, right? Yeah. There's, like, there's, yeah. No announcement has been made yet, but I would be shocked if he walks away from the two car. Unless he's tired of driving like ridiculously fast out of control cars and feels like his life is in danger every time he calls <laughs> into turn three. Yeah. Nah. The 48 car is going to be the interesting ride, though. Who picks that up? Because they're so established and they've been champ. You know, they've had championship cars. So now I can unveil my prediction for the 48 car. Next year in the 48 car will be Jimmy Johnson because he's been flirting with this part-time schedule baloney. 
He's going to race that car in a few of the important races. He's going to be at the Daytona 500. He's going to be at the Brickyard. He might do a road. He's going to be at the big name races in the 48 car. The, the other half of that then is the prediction of it's going to be the return of the 25 car for Hendrick Motorsports. The 25 car will come back and that's where they will put their new driver for a season before they put him in the 48 car. And that driver will be Tyler Reddick. Oh. And you know it's going to be Tyler Reddick because <laughs> Jeff Gordon's been pumping his tires all season because he knows that dude is the next Hendrick Motorsports driver, a team which Jeff Gordon has ownership in because mm-hmm. he took a Bubba Wallace-style deal. Yeah. So is he going to be the je- next Jerry Nadeau? I hope not. Jerry Nadeau's uh, path did not go according to plan. He was the last 25 car driver, though, wasn't he? No, Brian Vickers. Oh, you're right. That's right. That's right. Ooh. And they both have, didn't Nadu get uh, a concussion or something? Had, yeah. And a head injury. Uh, and then and Vickers had a heart issue. Hmm? So that 25 car, I don't know if they should bring back Don't that talk to me about the 25 <laughs> cars cursed. I don't want to hear any of that, Maloney. I want to hear Oh, my gosh, right, Rob, your insight is so right. I can totally see Tyler Reddick in that car. The 48 showed up to half the races while he does the other half an open wheel, whatever. Jimmy Johnson does whatever he wants. Not feeling <laughs> it. Commit to one or the other. Let somebody have your ride who's going to commit to doing it the entire time. Get good. Establish themselves with that team. Let it be that. Either one, but I, that's what I think. I think it's going to be Tyler Reddick in there, and then once Jimmy Johnson's done being, I'm Jimmy Johnson, I can do whatever I want, and jet set around the world, racing different cars, mm-hmm. somebody will step up to that 48. And it could, you know, how they do things. Like, you can never predict two years out what kind of shakeup there's going to be um, as far as moving drivers around. Um, and they also may use that opportunity with the 48 car on the, on the race weekends where Jimmy Johnson doesn't want to show up to mm-hmm. bring up one of their like amateur drivers, one of their Xfinity mm-hmm. like right, exactly. uh, development yeah. drivers kind of thing. Yeah. But it won't be one of the guys on the silly season list. One of those no. guys will have a full-time ride. And so yes. they'll bring back with that extra car. I want to see what's going to happen with the crew chiefs as well. So you're going to have a young driver moving into one of those spots, even Reddick. Got to give him a good crew chief. I mean, don't give him cheating canals, but give him somebody. I don't know enough about the stable of crew chiefs yeah. <laughs> to make a prediction on that. I just, hmm, I don't know. Do you have somebody in mind from one of these know. teams that's getting shaken up now? Okay. Um, so, Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer stays? Probably. Um, who, would, who on this list would Tony Stewart rather have than Clint Boyer? Ooh, uh, for political reasons, I would say Bubba. However, I think it's going to depend on how the rest of this season goes. I don't know that you really, if we look at results, I don't know that you're really taking a step up or down either way with those. <laughs> well, right now, Boyer's 12th in the points. Oh, is he really? really? Yeah, he's 12th. Yeah, he's 12th. Oh, so yeah. you can show up drunk for work every day and spin every other weekend in a... Uh, Haas racing car and still make the playoffs. That's a great team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're willing to throw a few bottles out the window to get your caution when it needs, when you need it, um, then yeah, you can, 
Sure. And you can yell at your crew all day and fine. So there we go. We've decided Bubba Wallace is going to the 42, is going to the 14 car. Why not? Why not? So, uh, fight for the playoffs. We've got six races left. Let me pull up the standings. It's going to be interesting. Oh, Bowman's already won a race. I will go to NASCAR.com to look up the playoff. I'm on NASCAR.com. I'm looking for the standings. My -hmm. choices are most recent, power rankings, paint scheme preview, fantasy fast lane, or more galleries. Which of those do you think I should choose to find the current standings? I would say none of those will get you I'm to the standings. I'm going to go, with, well, I've got to make a choice. So I'm going to go with power rankings. Oh, gosh. Oh, power rankings. My choices are definitely no list of playoff standings. I'm on a computer. I will press the hamburger button. And uh-huh. I will see that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten slots down. Standings. Yeah. There we Why go. Okay, yeah. now I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, there's also a quick links thing somewhere around there, but that's proje- projected playoffs. Oh, and and the order goes three, one, two, six, five, four, seven, eleven, sixteen. What is happening? Oh, projected playoff. Because it's sorted by projective playoff rank. So I need to sort it by so, points. So you click on the POS on the upper left there. Uh-huh. And that will sort by points. Wow. <laughs> or I guess you could select, select points. Yeah. But, Incredible. Uh, okay, so they take the top 16 drivers, right? Or they take top 12? Here, if... Uh, <clears throat> If you go to backtonascar.com. Oh, please. Here and, we go. My choices are. <laughs> try to find the new. Go straight to the hamburger button. All right. So much fun. To just take Well, no, 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 them. because it's, it's still, um, you've got 16 things. You have weekend schedule, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for the regular mm-hmm. schedule. It's not on there. Oh. So you <laughs> need to find. <laughs> You need to go find a box that says Quick Links somewhere in there and find schedule. Not, new, not Michigan schedule. Not historic results. But just schedule. And you can scroll down and it says playoffs round of 16. So they have three races. They, they bring it down to 12. Then they have three races. They bring it down to eight. And then oh. three races. And then the final race is the top four. Oh, yeah. And if you look at this back on the schedule spreadsheet, if you click to sort it by rank, it shows a big cutoff line under 16th place. Yeah. But then your points order is all jacked. Right. So I will go back and sort by points order and I will look down towards the bottom of 16th place. Austin Dillon, come on. Come on, Jimmy Johnson. You got to do better. I want to see... I want to see Jimmy Johnson in the playoffs. I want to see Cole Custer in the playoffs. I want to see <laughs> Bubba Wallace in the playoffs. I do not want to see Austin Dillon or Matt DiBenedetto or Clint Boyer in the playoffs. Yep, those guys are all right there. Reddick, 15th. Uh, well, Reddick's an up-and-comer. You know, he's going to be at Hendrick Motorsports next year. 
So is your boy, so is your boy uh, the number four, uh, who's at 14th right now, too, the 24 car? Oh, yeah. Billy Byron. Although, Alex Bowman. How about... He, he's already in, though, isn't he? He's in. Chase Elliott's in. Ryan Blazey. Like, all those guys, all these... I mean, to me, they're new because I haven't been watching for years. But I'm like, all these fresh faces. I love it. They're new cats. Do you, you think? Do we think that Kurt Busch really deserves a spot in the playoffs? The way he's been racing and cursing. Um. Well, it's about consistency, and we have seen even when they've had um, some really bad runs or come off the truck and had to start dead last and stuff. He'll get the finish he needs. So, despite his, uh, despite his bombastic personality <laughs> on the track, I guess he's staying out of trouble for the most part. Or once he gets in trouble, he's able to kind of run a line and 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 win by attrition. Not win, but yeah, know, get points Finish. by attrition. So. Well, he's used to it. He's used to handling those damaged cars, so that's fine. Hey, um, you know what? Both both the Bush boys are actually having a hard time this year. Yeah, I'm surprised that Kyle Busch is still in contention with him pretty much wrecking every week. Oh, no, because he did have a couple of top fives. That one week when you picked him, Lizelle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, you were going to win the Track Schmack podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking it was going to be worth it. Sold uh, myself out. And it, and it, and it was. I've I'm, got to say, I was quite upset. I said bad words out loud at my house in front of my family because wait, wait till this Kyle week. One. <laughs> All right. Oh, is that boy. a good enough transition? What else do we want to say about the playoffs? Anything? I don't have anything to say. I don't know. Anything. All right, then let's talk about Michigan. We get Michigan one and Michigan two electric boogaloo Saturday and Sunday this weekend. And back to the notes, Michigan one Lizelle gets to pick first. So you've been waiting. Tell me all about Saturday's race at Michigan. So the past winners, Kevin Harvick's mm-hmm. won two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors won one. The Kyle 22 Larson. has won two as well. See where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you seem so excited. Yeah. Half an hour ago. Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. All right, safety pick, Kevin Harvick. And Coach is up next. Well, did you want to say anything about Kevin Harvick? You want to, you want to talk some schmack and tell us why your pick of Kevin Harvick is the greatest and how no one that we can come up with is going to challenge your number one driver, superstar, Kevin Harvick? I didn't even know that I had the first pick because, honestly, the guy I was really going to ch- take because I figured one of you guys would take him. I was actually going to take Chase Elliott. Mm. However, Kevin Harvick's been real con- Yeah, well, Harvick's been really consistent at this track, so what can I say? Hey, I didn't take Hamlin. Yet. Good for you. Yet. <laughs> All right. Well, Uncle I'm looking coach. at the current top 10 drivers at Michigan uh, in just overall. Uh, number one uh, average finish is Kevin Harvick. Number two is Brad Keselowski. And he's coming off uh, a strong finish at New Hampshire, and he's been strong pretty much everywhere. So I'm going to go with Keselowski. 
All right, well, I know that that car is going to unload super fast. I know that Michigan International Speedway is super fast. They race open wheel cars on there. That two car is going to go flying through the, uh, the sweep of the front stretch so fast. It is going to careen off the wall and jump the fence. It's going to sail out into the plains and land into the misty swamps that are the Michigan wetlands. Uh, that car is not going to finish the race. Kevin Harvick will probably finish the race. He'll probably be strong. He might even get a top five. But in poetic irony, in a storybook ending that is about to start, its first act, Matt Kenseth is going to beat both of y'all this weekend. In fact, he may even win the race in that 42 car, thus going from retirement to playoffs this week. Wow. I really hope it's on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that is my bold pick for Michigan 1. It'll probably happen on Michigan 2 just because that's my luck, but Matt Kenseth. Now we go to Sunday's race. Michigan again. Mm. Well, then... I don't. Yeah, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to say Eric Almarola. Just because that car has he been. He just lost his ride. Yeah. Oh, did he? They're phoning it in. They're vacation. Oh, well, fine. Talk me out of it. I'm going to go. <laughs> no, no, Timmy no, Hill. I got to wait until you already write it down before I start. It's the smack. Got me in trouble again. I don't know what's going on. Um, Nah, I still think he's going to... I'm going to go on a limb. And it's written All right. Arik Almarola. Okay, so Coach threw away his pick, Lizelle, Mm -hmm. which means we've got a lot to choose from. (laughs) Um, Despite what I said earlier, I think Kevin Harvick is actually a really strong pick. (laughs) So on my list, I've got Harvick and I've got the... um, the Hendrix boys, Bo and Byron, as one of my picks. <laughs> but uh, I really do think that they that that's going to be strong. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to go safety pick on that one with Kevin Harvick because that way, even if I get the uh, the inevitable Kenseth victory wrong from Michigan or Michigan again, uh, I, I might still be able to to eke out a victory against you guys with a Kevin Harvick. You know, I was really considering Brad Keselowski. And the more and more I thought about it, man, Joey Logano has been really strong with this track. You know, Kevin, uh, Brad Keselowski will be really strong in Michigan, too, after they fish him out of the lake. Um, he's going he's gonna to have a much better idea of how to drive that car. Yeah, Logano, man. He looks really good. I'm so going with Hamlin. Yeah, that's right. There's no way. You're going to do it to us again. Sell my boy out like that? Danny Hamlin, oh, huh? He's fast at the, uh, the, the, these big aero tracks like Indy and Pocono and stuff like that. I figure Michigan is kind of similar to that in the, in the aero package. I noticed you didn't uh, mention... Wait, or did you say Indy? Yes. Worked out super well, huh? Yeah. They blew right front, so what? <laughs> so he overdrives the car at super fast tracks? We'll see. Wow. Gonna be the trickster and juke my guy, huh? 
I'm not tricking <laughs> you at all. I'm telling you that your weak picks of Denny Hamlin and Arik Alvarola are not going to be Kevin Harvick in Michigan. Well, he's going to win the first day. So you guys will both be doomed. <laughs> Might be. Might it's, be. It's, it's a good pick. I'm trying to think of the last time I picked Eric Almarola for anything. I believe it was that time when I was rolling dice and I picked the 43 car to win at Daytona. And he did. So. You were. Wait, I have dice. You can pick. I'm going to pick. Is there an 11 car? Oh, it came up Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. By the way, I didn't bring this up earlier, but I'm going to tell you guys this as I was doing my crack research. <laughs> NASCAR's got this whole thing now. It's like they're pushing it like, I guess, I'm not sure, like the NBA or golf or something, but NASCAR's now got the big three is what, the, what they're calling them. And basically, it'll be those guys until the end of the season, and nobody's going to touch those three. They say Logano might have a chance of getting in there, but Harvick... Hamlin and Keselowski, they're calling the NASCAR three now. Oh. Ooh. Well, I kind of remember even 2001 when, uh, when uh, I started watching, like, for, like, for reals every single race, um, they were doing the big three of whoever was top three in the points um, back then. And then they kind of, I guess they got away from it, but they're bringing it back. Yeah, they're All basically right. saying it's the, uh, the top three snake eyes for everybody else. So since you're rolling dice over there, Rob. Dude, Lizelle, I your car number not... is the Snake Eyes car. I would not be surprised. <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. That is true. Damn. I could see a Ryan Blaney getting into the top three. I could, unfortunately, I could see a Joey Logano getting up into the top three. Hey, where's Chase right now in the points? He's like fourth, dude. He's great. Fifth. See, he's another one. Mm-hmm. Got to get Keselowski out of there. I would love to see the playoff race after we get started and we get like halfway through and see who the real contenders are for a race between like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, like all these fresh faces. Like, I think that would be great. I don't remember seeing so many like younger, non-established drivers heading into the playoffs before back in the before times. Yeah. It would be great to going into these last what six races, watch some of the temper start to flare. Yeah, nobody's better at getting under your skin than Kevin Harvick, and a uh, an Elliot or a Eric Armarola might not be quite ready for the shenanigans that that guy can pull on. <laughs> well, hey man, your boy Cole Custer. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I had I was watching some some old old time NASCAR stuff. And I don't remember where, what prompted me to look up Cole Custer, but uh, there was some video of him in the Xfinity series just come running out of nowhere and tackling this other driver, <laughs> getting into a scuffle. And then he got into another one. So he's, uh, he's definitely uh, not afraid to go out there and uh, get mad, express himself. Likes to fight guy. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week to recap both of those uh, Michigan races that we hope were good. Uh, hope Kislowski survives the, uh, the crash. And we'll talk about what I'm really excited about this season, which is the, uh, that road course that they're going to do at Daytona. That's going to be fun. Thanks for listening.